This morning, I want to uh, go to a message. Uh, I called this. I titled this message "Treasures in the Deep." Treasures in the Deep. We have to understand that God has a word for us, and uh, we we have to do away with some of the misconceptions we had before we came into Christ because those things do hinder us and make us not to really go further with Christ because those things are always there in the back of our minds I'm going to start with this scripture but I want to pray first Father in Jesus name I ask that you open the eyes of our understanding minister to us today through your word your word gives light your word can change our lives in Jesus name minister to us amen now you need to understand something the word of God that we are talking about is the word that can in any moment change your life just like that God can do that things were certain ways and then all of a sudden just by God giving you a tiny revelation from his great treasure and your life is transformed God expects you as a believer to benefit, profit from serving Him. You need to understand that. This is one thing that's been a problem for us Christians. We don't, we haven't accepted the fact that when we serve God, He blesses us. He, serve, he blesses those who serve Him. And you are included. If you serve Him, He wants to bless you. But some of us have storehouses that are too little for him. Too small. Because of the way we think. We are taught that poverty is part of being godly. It is not. God and poverty don't look alike. Amen. It's not God. It's not God, I shared that on Wednesday, but I'm going to continue in this vein. Because I want God to enable you to reach out to people, to feed the hungry, amen, to clothe the naked. These are good works that God has set aside for us to do. If you don't have, how are you going to do these good works? You don't have. You want to, but you don't have to do it. And you can watch a family having very serious difficulty, but you can you feel bad, but you can do nothing for them. That's not the way God wants it to be. He wants you to be able to do these good works so that they will see your good works and do what? Give glory to your Father in heaven. But how could you how can you do the good works? You got no means to do the good works. You want to, but you don't have it. No one can give thanks because of your good works. Nothing was done. You meant well, you did nothing. Not because you didn't want to, you didn't have the ability to. The word of God is clear. You must get this today from the word of God. Not because pastor saying it, but from the word of God. God wants you to profit from godliness. And it's not my words. This is God's own word. And please don't reject God's own word. His word is for you. To mend your life. 
When you come to Christ, we come to Christ broken, right? He wants to mend our lives. And when your life is mended, things get better. They don't get bad. We are lighter. When you become a Christian, you're going to be suffering. A lot of trouble is going to come into your life. Well, the same troubles come to the rest of them. The rain will come. The flood will come. Everybody. The sun will shine on everyone. He's just now, with Christ, you have an inner strength. An inner ability to deal with the issues of life. And be successful. Amen. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8, For bodily exercise profits a little. You exercise your body, it will profit you. But God says that kind of profit is just a little. It's only limited to your physical being. The way you feel and the way you look, that's all. But it says there's another kind of exercise. It's called godliness. It says, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having the promise, having promise of the life that now is. So the profit is for this life that we are living in right now. Bodily exercise, if you really exercise yourself, you know, you go out and exercise, it's showing your life, right? It's showing your... <laughs> <laughs> they know you're exercising but when you exercise yourself in godliness it shows not only in your physical being all things every area of life you show up you show up just as they see your physique you know from exercise they'll see that godliness is making something good happen in your life Bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Your marriage, your bank account, your children, your relationships, everything. Your body, physically, God can keep you healthy. You know, godliness, that word means to be totally devoted to the worship of God. You know, godliness, you're just following after God. It's not saying you're perfect, you just worship God. You're devoted to the worship of God. And the Bible says when you do that, you will profit. Not only in this life, but in the life to come. Many Christians are only concerned about the life to come. That's the way I was taught. Stay poor and having nothing, drive a pinto. How many of you remember a pinto? It breaks down in every corner and you'll be fine. When you get to heaven, then you have a Cadillac. Well, I want the Cadillac now. My Pinto breaks down too often. Your profit in this present time. This is the lie. Satan has been putting that lie out so that Christian believes we're not supposed not to have anything and we're supposed to be real holy. Uh, and put our eyes up in the heavens waiting for our pie to come into our hands when we get there. And we look at the unbeliever while he's eating his pie and say, don't worry, keep eating because when you get there, you're not going to eat that pie anymore. So what's good is that? God says this, the, prom the promise of be 
able to profit from the word of God is now. It's all things, all things, and now in this present time, and then in the life to come. Not just now. Don't be deceived. God wants you to have. His part is the benefit of is the outcome of godliness. Show me one man in the Old Testament that worshipped God with a true heart. Except for the prophets that God had a specific assignment for. But the patriarchs, show me one of them. They had everything. (laughs) God has opened his treasure, the heavens, to us. We like to read that in the Old Testament. When Jesus died on the cross, remember? When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible tells us that the veil was torn from top to bottom. Now you can enter into the treasure room. Amen. Amen. Don't be content with staying in the courthouse or going into the holy place. Go into the holy of holies. That's where you have the mercy seat that is gold plated. Amen. If you're looking for a miracle, it's right there in the holiest of all. You're looking for manna, it's right there. It's in the ark. You're looking for the rod that bought it, it's right there. You're looking for a miracle, it's in there. The treasures of God are in the deep. Before only the high priest could get in there. But when Jesus died, that thing, heavens opened up. You can come into the very presence of God today. Matthew 13 verse 44 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in in a field. The kingdom of God is like treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. It's not readily available. You can't just see it. It's hidden in a field. You have to find it. Which a man found and hid. He found the hidden treasure and then he hid it. You know why? He don't want anybody to get to it before him. If unbelievers, those people that have not totally committed themselves to Christ, will understand fully that they are missing out on a great treasure, they'll run to Christ. This man found the treasure, he hid it, and the Bible says, for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He is not interested in the field. (laughs) He is interested in the treasure. He sold everything he had just to get that. See, the kingdom of God is just like that. If you, God will open your eyes. Now notice, the rest of them, along with that man, didn't know there was treasure there. They won't buy the field. Right? But this man had a new a, a secret. He's found out that there is treasure in the field. It's not just an ordinary field to him anymore. To the rest of them, it's an ordinary field. But to this guy who's found the treasure in the field, ah, he's worth giving up everything that he's already owned. Just to buy that. 
If you understand fully that there is great treasure in following after God, you won't hold back. The message we give to the world is that when you come to Christ, it's going to make you poor, you're going to suffer, you're going to go through this, and you're going to go through that. Yes, you'll suffer persecution for his name's sake, but it's fun to suffer that. Oh, believe me, it's great fun. I had a lot of persecution when I was a new Christian. And I was tough at that time. I withstood everything. And God was blessing me to the point where chains were broken. It's true. Chains were broken. You can talk to my brother, I tell you. They didn't know how the chains left my body. They chained me to a wall and chained my hands. But the chains came off. By morning, even the voodoo doctor who chained me said, Please take this boy away from this place. <laughs> There's something with him. something about him. You will think that I'll, be, I'll become tough after the persecution stopped. I became flaky after the persecution stopped. <laughs> That's true. I relaxed. So persecution is good for the believer. You stay with the word. You get revelation. You know the enemy is coming. And you plan your strategies. Amen. Yes, we'll suffer persecution. But I want to have to be able to do good works. Why they are speaking evil of me, but then people will say, but he's doing all of these good works. How can he be such a bad person? Amen. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field. You have to find it. You have to find it. When you find that, when you realize that there is treasure in following God, that godliness profits, you won't hold back. But the secret is you have to find the treasure. It's always hidden. As the way God wants it. You have to seek it. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. Ask and it shall be. Everyone. See the reason why we don't go in there. We're not seeking. We don't even know to seek. We don't even know to seek anything. We believe it's okay just to be this man. Just me. I'm okay. We're going to heaven. That's not enough. We need a bigger building. We need a place for discipleship. We need to be able to get people to teach and disciple them. How they can prosper in God. There is prosperity. I shared on Wednesday, God said in Isaiah, I didn't tell the sons of Jacob to send me, to serve me in vain. I didn't tell them that. That's their own thinking. I didn't tell them that. You don't serve God in vain. When you serve Him, He'll bless you. That's the truth. It's just our mind that is holding Him from blessing us. The Bible tells us, renew your mind. Renew your thinking. How can two work together except they be in agreement? God wants to bless you and you say no. I like the way I am. I feel holy the way I am right now. You're just selfish. You're not thinking about blessing other people. Clothing the naked. Reaching out to those that have not heard the gospel. We need this to do it. And God has his treasure open to us. Amen. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 tells us, The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The heavens. Where? The heavens. 
The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The heavens. So the kingdom of God is here with the treasure of the kingdom in the kingdom. And once you come into the kingdom, the treasure is available to you. To give the rain to your land in this season. Now you have to understand that God is not just talking in the Old Testament that was rain for their prosperity. But rain on your life in this season. If you understand it, God is about to bring rain to you. And may He pour, may it pour on you in Jesus' name. And may you not, may you never recover from it. Amen. In Jesus' name, may you never recover from His rain upon your lap. He said He will pour it on you in His season. The rain comes to you in His season. The thing is for you to find the treasure. He's opening it up to you. But it's like rain coming to you in his season. He said, and to bless all the work of your hand. I like this. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You see, for believers, they will read that and they say, how nice. So nice. But we live in the real world in America. So if you're going to buy a house, you got to borrow, right? <laughs> and I'm being plagued with the same thing. <laughs> we think that way. That's the way we think. It's the system of the world, right? And we're controlled by the way they think. And we think that way. And guess what happens to us? We borrow. But the Bible says, you shall lend. To what? To nations. Amen. You give them when you want to, you lend to them when you want to. I believe this. I want to believe all of this. Because it's the truth. Jesus said, and the scriptures cannot be broken. You can't pick and choose what you want to hear from the scriptures. You take everything. Amen. The treasures of God are just like natural treasures. You know? Everything you see in the natural world is really a reflection of what's in the spirit realm. And the spirit realm dominates and controls the the natural world. When God says, it happens. When demons act and God allows it, it happens. It starts from the spirit world and then it occurs in the natural world. You remember Jesus casting out a devil that was in a man that was deaf. He cast out the deaf devil, right? And the man heard. That's the spirit causing a natural man to be deaf. So we have this spirit thing, the spirit world controlling. So just as you have natural treasures, we have also spiritual treasures. Once you lock into the spiritual treasure, uh, the natural treasure will find its way to you. You become like a magnet. Amen. Natural treasures are never found on the surface, right? Your mind for copper. Right? Your mind for gold. You can't be walking in the streets and see gold. Like we all be rich if you walk around and you can find gold on the surface. You mine for it. That's the way natural treasures are. 
You have to mine for them. You have to dig deep. Sometimes they have to have huge equipment to dig and go under the belly of the earth because God hides his treasures. And he says, if you want it, dig for it. And dig deep for it. Nobody knew for a while that oil, petroleum, was a treasure, right? But God planted it deep in the earth. He says, they're going to find it someday. And some men discovered. But you got to dig deep into the earth to bring it out. Amen. And have you heard about offshore drilling? Well, that's really deep, right? <laughs> you go through the ocean and then you go into the ground to get that stuff. That's how he hides it there. He says, You really want it, you dig for it. That's the way God is. There is treasure in the deep. And you got to go out for it. Amen? There's a story about uh, uh, Simon Peter and his friends. They went out one night, Sea of Galilee, and they walked, like we say, I walked hard. Right? They had nothing to show for their work <laughs> when morning came. And they were frustrated. They were cleaning their nets, and here comes Je- Jesus. He came in there, and there were a lot of people wanting to hear Jesus speak. We want to hear the master preach. And Jesus was talking to them, but they kept coming at him. So he said, can I borrow your boat, Peter? That's the gospel according to good luck. I don't know if you said that. (laughs) Can I borrow your boat? And Peter said, yeah, you can have it. You can have it. (laughs) You know what? You can have it. It's no good for us. We've been all night. We have nothing. You can have it. So Jesus said, okay, push me in a little bit so I can speak from it. Now let me tell you this. If you give anything to Christ and you allow that God to use that thing for his kingdom, he will reward you for it. He had never let it go. Peter was not expecting anything from Jesus. He says, you can have the boat. Say, preach. He, he was expecting nothing. But when Jesus got through speaking, he says, time for reward, Peter. He said, launch out into the deep. Launch out into where? Into the deep. Put down your net. For a catch. And Peter said, Oh Lord, you don't understand. <laughs> See, that's what we do with the Lord, right? We don't want to go out into the deep. We're using our minds. We're thinking it and calculating. <laughs> oh, Master, let me tell you. God, you want to know this? Let me tell you this. <laughs> As if he doesn't know. See, they couldn't see the fish in the deep. But Jesus had revelation. Amen? Spiritual eye. He could already see the fish in the deep. So he told them, launch out into the deep for a catch. No doubt about it. Once you get into the deep, you'll catch something. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 5 tells us, But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. See, that's what we do. We are working for a living, right? 
We don't want to go to deep. We're struggling. We're trying to make it ourselves. We're using our minds. We're using our brains. We're using, and we are working so hard uh, to make it. And when it's all over, we come up with nothing. And Jesus is saying, you don't have to do all of that. Just launch out into the deep. And don't have to work so hard. You spent all night, but I'll give you five minutes. And you have the catch of your life. Amen. So he said, launch out into the deep. And Peter said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, that's what we should always be saying. After you have analyzed everything, and nothing makes sense, but you found him drawing you through the word into the deep. Amen. Into the deep from the word. You're hearing it. You say, even though it doesn't make sense, I will do what you ask me to do. I'm going to do that. And it says in verse 6, And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners, I believe this was, this were James and John. They signaled to their partners in the other boat, they had two boats, to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. Look, when you launch out into the deep, you will have a net breaking, boat sinking harvest. Yes. That's what God will give you. The secret is going out into the deep. Because the treasure is never found on the surface. It's got to be in the deep. That's where to find it. But many are not willing to go there. They don't want to go into the deep. They are satisfied to be on the outside. Looking in. May that not be your portion in Jesus name. God will give you the grace to go into the deep. Seek and you will find. Knock the door will be opened. Look at these words. Romans chapter 11 verse 33. Oh the depth. Of the riches both. Of the wisdom. And knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Oh, the riches of the wisdom and knowledge. The riches of God are in his wisdom and his knowledge. That's where the treasures rely. That's called the deep. Every scripture is deep. And until you receive revelation from God, you cannot walk in scripture. It won't work for you. The deeper, the level of the workings of God in your life will always depend on the depth of your revelation. If you don't understand it, it won't make sense to you. And you can't work it. All the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge 
of God. His judgments, how unsearchable. And his ways, past finding out. His ways, past finding out. The secret is there. The depth of his riches. Isaiah 45 verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. Huh? I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches. What did God say? I will give you. God wants to give you. And in fact, he has already given to you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. You see, I told you, everything is there for you. But they are in secret places and God is daring you to come up, come in for it. Go launch out into the deep and receive it. And you can because it's there for you. If you're willing, the Bible tells us, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. Uh-huh. So come in. So it's right there for us. It says, I will give you the treasures of the darkness and hidden riches of the secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who called you by your name. Jesus said, no man comes to me except the Father himself. Trust him. Trust him. No man can come. So God called you by name. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you and I ordained you. So if you are a believer, if you are born again, he called you by name. And he wants to give you the riches of darkness. That great treasure in hidden places. He wants you to have them. You go define deep. I mean, I'm sorry, rich. Rich means rich. You have to go after it. Not the working, you know, like I'm a hard worker. That's not what God is talking about. The riches will only come to you by revelation. You want true secret from God. One true gift from the depths of his riches can transform your whole life. You know of uh, Billy Graham, right? From obscurity. Nobody knew the guy, but God gave him a gift, right? He's known all over the world. Known all over the world. He got that revelation, of burning desire for his God. He got into the depths. He got into the deep. You know of Benny Hinn? Yes. He's known all over the world by one gift. One gift from the depths of God's treasure. That gift has changed his life totally. He's made that one gift, he's made him wealthy. Amen. If he was just a, an ordinary millionaire sitting in a church, who would know of him? There are many millionaires in the United States. But this one gift made him a millionaire. Amen. I believe he is. You, some ministers can be jealous and criticize him, but he is. And he's a good man. He found the depth of it. Just one gift. Known all over the world. Presidents are happy to be in his presence. Ordinary fellow. 
They sought God and went into the deep. I hate it when we stay in the stands and we are clapping for them while they are running and doing the job right there and receiving the millions. Just one gift. A man told a story. I was listening to this story about Benny Hill. Is just to tell you about how we need to separate ourselves to go into the deep to find this treasure. He's been his life, the way of his life. He said, if you see Benny, you won't believe he's the Benny that you see. He's just like everybody else. He jokes. Sometimes you wonder, is this Benny here? And I can't believe how come this, they were out somewhere and they were about to eat. They had their food and Benny was just acting like everybody else. And he was thinking, boy, is this is Benny here? I can't believe this. And he high-fiving one another and just joking and, and playing and all of that. No sinning, but just being human. <laughs> and then he said they sat down to eat and he, they were all still joking and doing all their stuff and I said they were joking all of a sudden a presence came in and no one would say well they were just quiet no one was eating they, were, they recognized something has changed and Benny knew it the rest of them knew it and they sat there he wasn't eating, he was looking at his food. I'm sure he was thinking, should I eat? Should, what should I do? And um, after a while, he said, he said, Benny's turned to the rest of them. He said, I, I, his food was right there. He hadn't eaten much. He said, he's calling for me. I got to go. He left the food, went back to his hotel room. The rest of them were still eating and joking. He went to the depths, the depth of it. That's why he's different. It's like everybody else, but we're not willing. Because it's when you go into the holy place, that's when you receive revelation. Now, when God gives you revelation of a thing, that thing becomes so easy. If I know what Bill Gates knows, okay? I will be Bill Gates. <laughs> but I don't. God gave him that knowledge, that understanding. You understand what I'm saying? God can give you one simple gift when you get in the deep, in get in the deep, and that will transform your life. It's only by revelation. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine and ten. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man, of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. So God has prepared, now think about it, God has prepared something for you. This is greater than the Garden of Eden. God prepared this for those who love him. Not for the rest of the world, but for those who love him. And that's you. You love him. That's why you're here. You love him. Satan is lying to us. So that we can actually see that God has prepared great things for us. And so we hesitate. And don't believe us. People can come to Christ because they think, well, if you get into Christ, you get stuck up. It's nothing more to do. Just wait for your heavenly pie when you get there. But if they find the truth and they see the truth and you become the light and you're giving and they can see your children doing well, they can see things happening in your life, they want your God. They want your God. And that's what I believe that the Bible says, you are the light of the world. 
they need to see it happening to you and it shows them the way God deals with his people and they want your God Amen. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So if you love him, he's prepared things for you. I said things, not spiritual things, things. Don't get too spiritual on me. Don't tell me if somebody gives you a hundred, uh, I mean a hundred thousand dollars, you won't kneel and be praising God. Stop lying to yourself. That's a religion. Religious people always fight things like that. Don't talk about money. We don't care about money. We just want to go to heaven. And then you give them a hundred dollars and then their whole attitude changes. They go on saying, God has blessed me with a hundred. Why is he blessing one time and then the other time you don't want it? You're lying to yourself. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And you'll never get anything from God. Make up your mind what you believe. For me, I really don't care. I want to believe God and what God says. That's all that concerns me. I come from the book and the book and the book alone. That's important. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. What deep things? The things that God has already prepared for his people, right? The spirit searches all of those things and those things are in the deep. You need to engage the spirit and you and the spirit search those deep things that God has prepared for his people. Things that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. Those things are there available for God's children, but they don't want to launch out into the deep. They are condemned saying, Make that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Your desire is to launch out into the deep. That's what you want. That will make you. There's a power in revelation. You know the story of Joseph? Joseph, God gave Joseph one gift out of the deep. Amen. And that gift, that gift defined Joseph. <sighs> I'd like you to read something. Isaiah 7. Isaiah 7, verse 14 and 15. This is a little outside, but can we put that on? He says... Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds, that means butter, and honey he shall eat. Why? That he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Amen. It is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Amen. True repentance. It is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know. And he's talking about Jesus, right? 
that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. You need butter and honey. If, who are you compared to the Lord Jesus? You need butter and honey for you to know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Joseph, God gave him that one, one gift from the deep. Amen. And this is what is written of Joseph. Now listen. In Genesis chapter 49, 25 through 26, by the God of your father, this was Jacob speaking over Joseph, by the God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above. What? Blessings of the deep. You see it? <laughs> blessings of the deep that lies beneath. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors. Up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph. Amen. They shall be upon your head this morning in Jesus name. You are God's Joseph today. And these blessings have come upon your head in Jesus name. And on the crown of his head, of, of, of the head of him who was separated or separate from his brothers. Now God gave Joseph this one gift. You remember the story of Joseph? Joseph was a boy just growing up and he had this thing. God thought and thought, I like this kid. His heart is right. And gave him dreams. And so the guy would dream dreams and, 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 and just tell his brothers. I mean, if you're reading the story, you think, does he know how to interpret dreams? The Bible doesn't suggest that. You just think he was a dreamer. He dreamed dreams, and then he told his brothers, and his brothers would know the meaning of the dream. He told his father and his mother about the dream. That's all you thought. And you think he will be doing well because of this gift. <laughs> he went down. But there is a season when the rain will come upon you from heaven. Amen. He seemed like Joseph was going down with this dream, the dreams of his. But in addition to the, his ability to dream, God injected the ability to interpret dreams. And then he was in the dungeon and his season came. See, God pouring down the rain in his season, Joseph's season came. And Pharaoh dreamt a dream. And said, hey, I need somebody to interpret the dream. And they said, we know of a kid. <laughs> He's over there in the dungeon. So they said, who, who put it? Bring him here. That's the gospel according to, good luck, I don't know. <laughs> Bring him here. Bring him here. And he stood before Pharaoh and interpreted the dream. And Pharaoh was, oh my God. That sounds so good. And, and then... In addition, God gave him wisdom. He said, this is what Pharaoh must do. Get hold of a guy. He's going, to stop, he's, he's going to do this. And he's going to do that. He's going to set the kingdom together. And, and then when the farming, farming comes, it, then you have enough to eat. And just pick one guy to do that. And Pharaoh looked around and says, I'm not going to pick any of these flaky individuals around me. <laughs> There's nobody like this guy here. Who can we find... A man, where can we find a man with the spirit of the gods in him? 
So you take the job. And God brought him from one gift given to him in the deep. Brought him from the dungeons to being the prime minister. One gift can transform your life. Just one gift. From the Lord. The another story. You remember the story of Daniel? Nebuchadnezzar the king had a dream. And they forgot the dream. And then he threatened all his wise men. He said, look, I have a dream and I'm troubled by my dream. And I, I want you to tell me the dream and, and also tell me the meaning. The guy said, this, this, tell us your dream and, and we'll tell you the meaning. He says, no, I've forgotten the dreams, okay? You tell me the dream. that when, when you're through with telling me my dream, then I will recognize that it was my dream. And then tell me the meaning afterward. The guy said, there's no no one can do this and he said if you don't I'll kill all of you and Daniel said the, the, the message came to Daniel and Daniel said wait why is he why is he so much in a hurry tell him we'll, we'll come up with the dream we'll tell him his dream and give him the interpretation why is he so much in a hurry and Daniel called his friends and said, listen, uh, uh, our lives are at stake, okay? This man is going to kill all of us. So let's go seek the God, uh, the God. Well, guess where they went? They went into the, the deep. And God gave Daniel the dream. And gave him the interpretation. And after he told the king the interpretation, he rose from being just one of one of to the chief guy his season came amen all we need to do is get into the deep amen, amen. spiritual understanding is really the deep that's where to go you cannot rise above your understanding of the word of God if God gives you a revelation that revelation will make you Colossians 1 9 says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may f- be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding. We need understanding. This is the key. Proverbs 4, 4 verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Oh, the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. His riches are in his wisdom and the knowledge of God. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. How do you get wisdom? From the word. Get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Let me show you something. The Bible in Matthew 13 verse 23, Jesus was saying, uh, speaking, Telling us the meaning of the parable of the sower. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears, hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears fruit and produces. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Notice the variables here. First one is the seed. The seed is good, good seed. The second variable is a good ground. When you are born again, you have a good ground already. 
That's why you got saved. The only other variable is understanding. That's what determines whether you reap 30-fold or 60-fold or 100-fold. Depending on your understanding. Your level of revelation. The word of God is deep. How many of you have read the scripture and then you read it another time you get something different? That's what the word is. We need to open up to the Lord and ask for wisdom and revelation. That's what Paul prayed for. Paul prayed for the disciples. That's the the church. Church of Ephesus, the whole church. He said, from the day I heard of your faith, I never ceased to pray for you. Making mention of you, that, uh, making mention of you to our God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, of Him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of His calling. There is a hope to His calling when you are called to Him. There are riches in the deep that we can go into. And if we focus on it, seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened. Would you bow your head this morning with me? The thing is to go all the way with God. If you understand there there are treasures for you to benefit from, then you will not hold back. You lay everything down. Is there something in your life that is too big for you? You cannot give it away if God will put his finger on it today. Is there something that's holding you back from totally abandoning yourself to the Lord? If you don't, you will not find his treasure. That means you are not willing to go to the deep. If you're willing to go to the deep, if you've been hesitating, but today you have decided, I'm not going to hold back anymore. I'm going to give my life totally to Christ. If you don't know him, you're giving your life totally to him. How many will say here, I'm holding back nothing. I want to give everything to him. I see your hand up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're giving everything. You see, the Lord is seeing those hands. The Lord is in those hands. And he'll bless you. And he gave you the ability to go all the way. You're not compromising anymore. That's what you're saying. If you're not saved, you're giving everything to him. You're holding nothing back. You're going to serve him. Totally holding nothing back. There are treasures to be gained from the kingdom of God. The godliness profits in all things. And you are going to profit. God will turn his face on you. His face will will shine upon your life. Turn his face towards you for good. And everything that you touch will be blessed in Jesus' name. Those things will increase. Because the Lord today is opening up his good treasure to you. Every one of us. Would you stand up with me? Thank you, Jesus. Seek for revelation from the word of God. Amen. It's very important. Once God opens your eyes to something, your life will never be the same. I like to hear something new and challenging for me. 
and I immediately want to go out and put it to practice. And guess what? God has never failed me. And he'll not fail you. He won't fail you. If there is an impossibility in your life today, begin to look for God and search for the answer. Sometimes you may need to fast a little bit. That's an indication to the Lord, I'm coming into the deep. Take your Bible with you. Take a book with you. Separate yourself. Sometimes you may decide you want to go three days, maybe the first day, and the Lord will meet you and speak to your heart. And you know you got the answer. The answer will be in your way. Would you raise your hands up to the Lord this morning and give Him praise and give Him glory? Father, here we are. We belong to You. You are God. You promised never to leave us. You said you will never forsake us. You said you are the door to the sheepfold. You said we can, you've opened, we can come in, in and out. And we'll find pasture. Because you are with us. I bless your people today in your name. Especially those that have raised their hands this morning. Saying they will go all the way. They will go into the deep. They will care less about what people think. They will follow you with abandonment. I thank you, Father, for their lives. Lord, I see great increase in your people today. I see great increase in every area of their lives. I see great increase in their spiritual life. I see great increase, O God, in Jesus' name, in their material lives, in Jesus' name, in their relationships. I see peace in Jesus' name. I give you praise, Father. Lord, I could dare ask from you Lord, to make some, even millionaires, you can do it. There's nothing impossible with you. Give them inspired ideas, something that they can do that will bring the wealth of heaven, the treasures of heaven into their lives. I give you praise, Father. I know you are a respecter of no one, so everyone is a candidate for this blessing from our Father. We give you praise today. In Jesus' name, and the people of God said, Amen. Amen.